0: I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Toward the end of The Dark Knight, the Joker, played by Heath Ledger, sets up what he calls a social experiment that's meant to show the malign essence of human nature. The whole movie is a social experiment on a global scale, an ambitious, lavish attempt to see if audiences will turn out for a comic book epic that goes beyond darkness into Stygian bleakness, grim paradox, endless betrayals, and pervasive corruption. All signs say that vast numbers of people will, but they may sustain lots more punishment than they signed up for. Christopher Nolan's latest exploration of the Batman mythology steeps its muddled plot in so much murk that the Joker's maniacal nihilism comes to seem like a recurrent grace note. Lots of the anticipation surrounding the film came from the hope that Heath Ledger's role in it would turn out to be something memorable. That hope has been rewarded, sadly, but fully. His portrait of the Joker owes nothing to Jack Nicholson. This knife-wielding psychopath isn't jaunty, but hunched and frowzy. His mirthless grin isn't fixed, but the lipstick smear of a crazy street lady. He moves with Peter Laurie's furtiveness, speaks in a bright, crisp voice that seems to channel Jack Lemmon, and licks his scarred chops with a frequency that suggests heavy doses of antidepressants. If the stories he tells about those scars are contradictory, they're never less than creepily entertaining. He's the best written character in the script, but it's Ledger's eerie fervor that plumbs the depths of the Joker's derangement. Elsewhere in the film, entertainment is a function of your appetite for shock and awe. Shock from the elaborate action sequences, which are pounding but arrhythmic, like extended cardiac seizures. An awe from the spectacle of a city seized by unremitting evil. The Gotham City of Batman Begins was no slouch as sinkholes go, but The Dark night turns it into a moral sargasso. There's never any doubt about the movie's deadly seriousness or its airless complexity. The script, which the director wrote with his brother, Jonathan Nolan, could be the syllabus for a civics class in a dark matter universe. Every motive is mixed. Every effort to banish criminals has unintended consequences. Batman's psychic scars are mirrored by those of the Joker, while his lofty ambitions and grievous failings find their counterparts in Harvey Dent. He's the tight-jawed district attorney played by Aaron Eckhart. The dark knight of the title is played as in Batman Begins, by Christian Bale, an actor of such intensity that his smolder would be another star's blaze. Maggie Gyllenhaal is a welcome replacement for Katie Holmes as the assistant DA Rachel Dawes, but Rachel is still a hard case to care about because her feelings for Harvey and Bruce Wayne are so fraught with ambiguity. Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman are back as Bruce's butler and the CEO of his business empire. So is Gary Oldman as the upright cop Jim Gordon. The production outbonds Bond with technology that includes a two-wheeled vehicle called a Batpod. They couldn't call it an iPod, and they didn't want to call it a motorcycle. And a new Batmobile, a sort of Humvee in a crouch that looks to be less than dazzling when it comes to gas mileage. Quick shots of the control panels show two of the car's operating modes to be loiter and intimidate. The movie's main mode is suffocate, I'm Joe Morgan, Stern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic, back on KCRW next week with more reviews.